Good morning to you all. You may be seated. Good morning, viewers all around the world. Thank you for you all being with us today. We know you'll be blessed by today's service in Jesus' name. As you are blessed, I am also highly blessed. As Jesus says in Matthew 10:32, when you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. So it is a real honor and privilege for me today to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May his name be glorified. <clears throat> my name is Catherine. I'm from the UK, but I live here in Nigeria at the Synagogue Church of All Nations under the mentorship of my father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. which is another amazing grace and I thank God for it every day and I thank God for placing me in an environment such as this in times such as these we're living in perilous times that is times that are difficult to deal with because trouble is everywhere but not just in your place in my place let me take the opportunity to ask you in your own time, help me pray for my country, the UK. The last time I visited the UK, I was filling out a form and the lady asked me, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm an evangelist. She said, a what, sorry? I said, an evangelist. She said, oh, what's that? I've never heard of it before. I said, Jesus Christ. She said, oh, is he coming? I said, I said, no, yes, I mean, he's coming very soon. And I took the opportunity to share the gospel of God's grace with her. So today she knows what an evangelist is. But help me pray for the UK, oh, people perish for lack of knowledge. Praise the Lord. I believe you're here for breakthrough. Well, brethren, let me encourage you. It is definitely God's will to bless you. It is God's will for you to be prospered in all ways. That is, physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But tell your neighbor, it's not a one-sided affair. Yes, for those of you who are waiting for Jesus to burst through the crowds and make it happen, tell your neighbor it's not a one-sided affair. Yes, it's not just all up to God. And certainly it's not just all up to you. It takes both God's ability and man's willingness to bring about redemption. And when you are redeemed, that is when everything in you will prosper. Amen? 
God wants to prosper you in all ways. And the good news is, the job is half done. The job is half done because God is able beyond our dreams. He's able beyond what we can imagine or even fathom. For example, in the book of Genesis 1 verse 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. He didn't call for an electrician or seek for lighting specialists. God said, let there be, and there was. That is our God. John 11:43 Jesus said Lazarus come forth and he did swaddling clothes and all For those of you who are new to the Bible in this portion is where Jesus went to visit Lazarus after being dead and buried for 3 days But when he got to the scene he said Lazarus come forth and he rose from the dead and came That is our God Matthew 14 verses 17 to 18 the disciples of Jesus said all we have here are five loaves and two fish Jesus said then bring them here to me following Jesus's instruction they brought the fish and the bread and to their amazement they saw a multitude of five thousand fed Tell your neighbor, that is our God. Which brings me to the title of today's message, Five Loaves and Two Fish. Tell your neighbor, Five Loaves and Two Fish. Let's go to today's proof text, which is taken from the book of Matthew 14. That is the first book in the New Testament. And I'm going to read for you from verse 13, then verses 15 to 21. Are you there? Matthew 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. Verse 15. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Verse 16, Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. <laughs> Verse 17, the disciples said, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Verse 18, bring them here to me, Jesus said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. Verse 20, they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets.
plateful's of broken pieces that were left over. Verse 21, the number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. That is our God. Because the disciples followed Jesus' instruction, they did what they ordinarily could not do. They saw what they had never seen and they discovered that God can use any means to meet the needs of his people. If millions of this generation are to believe, they must see proof. There was one proof then, there is one proof now, miracles in his name. God has many miracles in store for you. You just have to give him a chance to prove himself. Tell your neighbor your situation is an opportunity for God to prove himself. But remember, it's not a one-sided affair. When Jesus told the disciples to feed the multitude, they looked around and they looked at themselves and they said, all we have here are five loaves and two fish. Many of us find ourselves in a similar situation that the early disciples did. What we have in our hands seems to be inadequate to meet what is expected of us, what is demanded of us, what is required of us. And then instead of being the problem solver that God created us to be, we rather find ourselves just as another person in need. Listen, the next time that thought crosses your mind, remember five loaves and two fish. It's not about what the disciples had, it's all about what Jesus did. When the disciples complained to Jesus, Jesus simply said, then bring them here to me. Our God is the same. And he's saying to you today, that problem, bring it here to me situation, bring it here to me. That setback or failure you may have been having, bring it here to me because I have solution. Jesus has all we need to succeed. Therefore, all we need to do is to believe and therefore act accordingly. Praise the Lord. Lest I forget Eleven years ago, when Prophet T.B. Joshua told his evangelists that we would have Emmanuel TV, the evangelists looked around at themselves with Bibles in their hands and simply believed. Today, Emmanuel TV is the most watched Christian channel in the world. <laughs> to God be the glory. Tell your neighbor, just believe. God is reliable and trustworthy. And even let me tell you a little story about me. In the past, 
If you'd have asked me, is there anything in life I would not want to do, I would tell you. The one thing in life I would never want to do is to appear on TV. Well, here I am today, by the grace of God, preaching live and direct on Emmanuel TV. So if you are to discover yourself and God's ability, you simply have to trust in God's authority. Praise the Lord. In the book of Luke 5, we see Jesus met Peter, a frustrated fisherman who toiled all night without a catch. He toiled all night doing what he knew how to do best, fishing, but he didn't catch a thing. See, most times in life, God asks us to do what we've never done before. Peter was doing what he knew how to do best, to no avail. But when he encountered Jesus and followed Jesus' instruction, his nets were so full they began to break. His boats began to sink. Because what God had for him was so huge, was so massive, was so great. His disappointment turned to appointment. A new direction, a new focus, a new revelation came. I pray it will be the same for you today in Jesus' name. As I was saying, God often asks us to do what we don't know how to do. He likes to ask us to do things that we've never done before. So that we go to him with openness and hunger for his word. So that he can teach us, train us, and reform us in his own way. That is our part, to run to God. Amen? Did you hear the Bible say we should walk to him? Did you hear the Bible say we should dance to God? He said we should run to God. Amen? Okay, in the light of that, we're going to do a little experiment to see. So I need three volunteers. If anyone here is good in walking, just raise your hand. I'd like you to come forward. If anyone says they are good at walking, just raise your hand. Okay, sir. Okay, is there anyone good at dancing? Anyone here? Okay. Let's get come forward. Okay, you're a good dancer. Okay, the man with the grey suit. Okay, sir. Okay, you can wait here. Anyone good in running? Okay, sir in the blue suit. Praise the Lord. Right, I'd just like you to be in a line here. So you are the runner, you are the dancer, and you are the walker. Okay, so this is a race. And the altar fruit is where you are going to. But please be gentle. We don't want anything to happen to the fruit there. It's very precious, okay? In this race, walker, you can only walk. Dancer, you can only dance. And runner, you can only run. So we are going to the throne, okay? So are you ready? On your marks, get set, go! 
I didn't see any dancing at all. That's what we were waiting for. <laughs> okay, let's do it one more time. <laughs> Dancer. Okay, so you can only walk to the throne, you can only dance to the throne, and you can only run. So let's see who will win. Okay, are you ready? On your marks, get set, go. Clap for Jesus! Surprisingly, it was the one who ran who won the race. Amen? Let's clap for Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. Please, you're welcome to take a piece of altar fruit there. We are called to run to God. Not to walk to him or dance, but to run to God, because he has all we need. Even if you have slow legs, God knows what you have, but he knows what you give. Amen? So show your genuine willingness by giving your all. Amen? Yes, we are called to run to God, to bring our challenges to him. We're called to put a demand on the anointing. But do you? Say, neighbor, anointing is in the house. Put a demand on the anointing. But let me ask you a question. What and where is the house? Let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, to find out. As after the book of Romans, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 19. And it reads, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Verse 20, you were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Tell your neighbor, you are the house. You belong to Jesus. But many of us fail to take our place in the believer's authority. Jesus wants to be himself in us. But many of us have not kept a conducive atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to dwell. God does nothing without his word. But instead of allowing the word to dwell in us, we have allowed situations to prevail over what God says and find ourselves in want, find ourselves in need. Not knowing that what we have in our hands today is enough to create the future we desire. What we have in our hands today is enough to create that future you require. What we have in our hands today is enough to turn that dream to a reality as long as you include God. What do you have in your hands today? Moses had a rod. And because he included God, he was able to split the Red Sea in two. What do you have in your hands today? David had a stone and sling 
But because God was included, he was able to defeat his enemy, Goliath. What do you have in your hands today? The disciples had five loaves and two fish and a multitude to feed. What they were faced by was an impossibility. But when God is involved in your matter, that impossibility becomes an opportunity for God to glorify his holy name. Tell your neighbor to God's power, nothing is impossible. That situation you are in, to God's power, nothing is impossible. That dry pit you may be in, to God's power, nothing is impossible. That giant Goliath you may be facing, to God's power, nothing is impossible. That fiery furnace you may be facing, to God's power, nothing is impossible. As long as you have a look of faith to God and submit to Him. In other words, leave it for God. Don't worry yourself. Choir, let's sing. Leave it for God. Don't worry yourself. Leave it for God. Don't cry no more. Jesus is alive. Praise God. have your seats. The book of Ephesians 1 verse 3 tells us that God has already blessed us with all the spiritual blessings we can handle on this earth. But the problem is many of us can't handle them. Many people say they believe yet they don't know how to express their faith. As Prophet T.B. Joshua explains, faith is practical. And by faith, we can apply all of God's blessings. Have you put a demand on the anointing? God is able beyond our dreams. That is why we are called to include him. Amen? God wants to change your story. Do you want your story to be changed? How do we change our story? By including him. When you wake up, include God. 
When you stand up and walk, include God. When you brush your teeth and shower, include God. When you smile and greet, include God. Because the more you look to Him, the more faith you will have in Him. And it is that faith that attracts the attention of God. Or is there anyone else's attraction you are trying to get? Is it anyone else's attention you are trying to gain? Is it your boss? If your boss could have saved you, you would have been saved already. If your family could have helped you, you would have been helped by now. If Mr. Money would have rescued you, you would have been rescued already. But it is God we need the most. It is God who looks at the sinner and sees the saint of tomorrow. It is God who looks at the weak and makes him strongest tomorrow. It is God who looks at our failure and makes it a success tomorrow. It is God. So why can't you let your hearts rise and seek him? Praise the Lord. We're coming to conclusion. There are two parts to redemption. There are two parts. God's ability and man's willingness. God is able beyond our dreams. But are you ready to submit to his authority? Are you ready to do what is right even though it's contrary to what you naturally want to do. Letting the word of God have right of way in your life is letting Christ have right of way. As 1 John 4, 4 says, He is with us in the living word. We simply have to get into God through his word by his spirit. And not just know the word, not just be familiar with the original Hebrew or Greek text, not just be able to preach it from Genesis to Revelation, but to be a doer of that word. It is when we start to do that word, God will start to do in us and through us. Amen? Is that not where you want to be? Walking with the Lord hand in hand. The Word of God is His instruction to you and I today. He wants to direct us through it. He wants to speak to us through it. He wants to reveal the issues of life through it. We're living in a troubled world. But to a man or woman of faith, that is one whose focus is kept on God, each trouble is designed to advance their walk with the Lord. They are not easily derailed by the vicissitudes and calamities of life, but rather each trouble enhances their focus. Tell your neighbor, get focused. Don't look at your five loaves and two bread, your five loaves and two fish, and think, how am I going to make it? Rather, look to God, look at Him, 
and meditate on him. Him who said, call and I will answer. Knock, the door will be opened. Ask and you shall receive. I leave you in faith and pray to meet you again in faith in Jesus' name. God bless you.